the Infernal Symphony Pestilence podcast, the only podcast about the UK's most prolific metal band. Hello there guys and welcome back once again, yet again, to yet another edition of the Infernal Symphony Pestilence podcast with me of course, your host Demonic Bishop, the band leader of Infernal Symphony and the only sole musical contributor. We are of course the UK's most prolific metal band, we are a one man solo black metal project which creates everything from uh, avant-garde doom metal to progressive metal uh, to black metal to thrash, uh, synthwave and uh, dungeon synth amongst other styles as well so thanks very much for those of you both of you who are brand new to listening to this podcast and also of course long-term regular listeners as well this is of course episode seven of season three of the podcast this is the february edition 2023 wow it's going to kind of get a bit weird uh, getting used to uh, saying that really it's I, I actually can't believe it's 2023 already when you think back i mean next month is actually um, the sixth year anniversary since Infernal Symphony started writing and you know publishing albums and releasing music um, i mean technically we started around about 2014 when I first started to record my very first album, which went unreleased for a while, um, called, uh, uh, what was it called now? I know I, under that time, uh, the band basically had a working title of Amphitheater, um, Abattoir of Agony. That was it. Bloody hell. We're going back a few years now. So yeah. So, but technically our first album Unholy persecution, of course, came out, um, in March, 2017. So we're almost there now, guys, of course, uh, it's been a really, really interesting time period since those very early days, uh, not least of which with us releasing our brand new album, Enveloped by the Rotten, last month, which is a MIDI metal album. Uh, no, I'm not going to call that Dungeon Synth anymore, and there'll be very interesting reasons for that as we go over the next couple of months. Nice little teaser for you there. I'm not really going to go into that too much at this point, but, uh, you know, if you want to find out more about Dungeon Synth and that, that kind of stuff, please make sure you carry on checking out this podcast over the next couple of months because we've got some really, really cool, incredible stuff lined up in store for you over the next couple of months. So stay tuned, guys. Uh, the podcast will probably run till I'm thinking maybe about May or June, um, and then we'll probably have to give it a little bit of a break, as we often do, and then we'll return with Season 4 towards the end of the year. Although uh, it's a bit early to be thinking about that. I mean, we've only literally just had New Year, haven't we, last month? So, I mean, bloody hell. Uh, but anyway, yeah, hopefully you guys have been uh, tuning in, checking this out, and, you know, of course, you've been enjoying the podcast. For me personally, I've really enjoyed doing it this uh, this time around. And uh, speaking of which, uh, what kind of things have we got in store for you guys to enjoy today? Well, I mean, there's several things that we're going to be talking about this month on the podcast. Uh, we've basically got several different things lined up, one of which is, of course, going to be detailing uh, the brand new upcoming album that is also going to be coming out next month, which uh, is, I'm not sure if I've actually revealed much about it at this stage, but uh, I can officially reveal that the new name of the brand new album coming out next month in March is going to be titled Evil Spirits. Um, it's going to be an absolutely cracking album. It's basically, uh, I, th I believe it's my uh, 27th album, maybe. Uh, oh, God, I'd have to double check that, actually. Um, but, uh, you know, suffice to say, it's going to be a fantastic album. It's going to be full-on brutal death metal. It's going to be the, the, the basically the first full-on death metal album that I've done that isn't watered down with things such as progressive metal and uh, black metal. It's going to be full-on old-school death metal in the style of bands such as Bolt Thrower and Obituary and Autopsy and, and the like um, from way back in the day. And, of course, there's going to be a bit of influence from some of the more technical occult bands as well, such as Morbid Angel, because, of course, course infernal symphony is a satanic occult band uh and of course we love medieval imagery you know mystical magical imagery and everything else that comes along with that as well so for those of you who haven't checked out the uh, uh you know the debut information post is up on the facebook page at the time of recording this um along with the artwork it's uh, really really interesting artwork actually so i'm going to be going into the, some of the in information about the uh, album and the recording of it and uh Hopefully playing a few songs from it for you on this episode as well. Um, as we go forward throughout the, uh, the the episode as well, we've also got plenty of other things to be talking about, as, al uh, as always, really. Um, 
We're going to have a little bit of a brief period at some point, I think, spent talking about just rounding up some of the stuff we covered last month with the New Year episode. And of course, also, you know, maybe having a little bit more of a chat about the way I got into metal and got into music and uh, hopefully helping those of you who are, you know, new to the genre with fresh eyes and ears to sort of experiment and figure out what kind of music you like and you know basically uh I'll, I'll tell a few anecdotes about what i managed to do to get to where i am now what kind of bands led me to the point that i'm at at the moment and uh you know hopefully those of you out there who are just getting into music or you know maybe just getting into extreme metal or just metal in general hopefully it gives you a little helping hand in your own journey as well other things we're going to be covering, of course, are the traditional Metal Archives deep dives, which we started a few months back, where I go onto the Metal Archives website, click on a random band, and we'll have a little bit of a, uh, a, a, you know, an interesting look to see what they're all about, and hopefully give some other bands some exposure as well. Not only that, speaking of exposing other bands, we're also going to be talking about a really, really interesting new one-man project, which, of course, with me being a one-man band, uh, is something I always like to promote. Of course, bands that only have one member um, usually are literally everything else is done by the, the one member as well. And it can be incredibly difficult to get some exposure. Obviously, they have to wear a lot of, you know, a very large amount of hats. For example, for me personally, I do all the writing, recording, mixing, mastering, artwork and promotion for each and every release I put out. So, of course, it does take a hell of a lot of work on occasion and, uh, you know, it can be quite a challenge, which is why any help that other people can offer is always appreciated, which is exactly why I'll be talking about, uh, probably quite briefly, but I'll be talking about a, a brand new one-man metal project, which I've uncovered recently, and hopefully we're going to be working with them uh, a little bit down the line as well. So uh, that should be something quite interesting to go over. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much most of the major stuff, um, apart from any other things that take my fancy to talk about with you guys. So I would very much just quickly like to thank you for uh, your support with the, the new album, Enveloped by the Rotten, which came out last month. Really, really nice to see the figures rising for that. And, you know, we've had a, a nice amount of listens to it and stuff. It's always a little bit slow at the start of a year because it always is. You know, you've just had Christmas and New Year out of the way. Everyone's hungover. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's been really, really nice to see the support. So. So thanks very much for that, guys. And uh, yeah, I think we'll have a quick little cheeky traditional coffee break as we usually do at this point uh, in the podcast. So I'll be back in just a couple of minutes um, after this transition. Um, in the meanwhile, if you'd like to support Infernal Symphony or check any of our music out, please head either to infernalsymphonyuk.pancamp.com. Uh, where you can listen to all of our music and also purchase it directly, which directly supports me and really helps me carry on doing what I do. Alternatively, head to linktree forward slash Infernal Symphony, um, which is L-I-N-K-T-R dot double E forward slash Infernal Symphony. You can also check out the rest of our online social media links there as well. So uh, with all that out of the way, that's a nice little introduction, I think. And let's head on into the rest of episode seven and see where it takes us. Thanks for tuning in, guys. And I'll speak to you again in just a moment. Hello there, guys. So, yes, we are back after our traditional little coffee break sip, which uh, I really desperately, desperately needed this morning. Uh, because to tell you the truth, I am literally sitting here at the moment recording this very podcast with no shoes on whatsoever at the moment. They're literally fully waterlogged, as are the rest of my clothes. I've literally just got here to work after probably the, the most horrendous, absolutely horrendous downpour of all downpours. Uh, this is like probably the worst thing. Thing that I've actually experienced in my entire life or at the very least in the last month or so literally like I've just had a half an hour walk from home to work uh, and blimey literally there was like flash flooding in the roads it was just absolutely atrocious it really was Literally, when I arrived here, it was like the typical thing you see in like bloody Saturday morning cartoons where you pull the shoe off, tip it upside down, tap the bottom of it, and it literally just looks like a waterfall coming out of the bottom of it. It was, it was just really bad. 
so yeah, I'm currently sat here cold, wet and shivering and uh, yeah, so apologies for the really, really kind of uh, weird intro there. Um, but nevertheless, we soldier on, as is always the case for Feel the Symphony. You know, of course, uh, as I alluded to earlier, that's uh, what we've been doing basically for the past six uh, years or more now. Literally up to uh, next month, that'll obviously mark the six-year uh, anniversary since our very first debut album, Unholy Persecution, came out way back in 2017. And obviously since then, we've obviously done two, and this is now the third season of this very podcast as well. Uh, we're actually in the middle of this season of the podcast, I believe, at the moment. So it'll probably we'll probably do a few more episodes and it'll probably go on up until maybe about May or June time. And then we'll have the usual four or five month break until we get back into the swing of things around about Halloween uh, at the end of this year as well. But let's not jump the gun or get too ahead of ourselves. We're still deep in the middle of this season of the podcast so far. So, yes, of course, we do have a hell of a lot of good stuff to talk about. But uh, I'd just like to thank you all for supporting the the band and obviously doing your bit to help share the love and promote us um it's really really it's, it's, i'll tell you what it's been a real fun um you know fun time making this season this time around you know there has been points here and there during the last couple of seasons where uh you know it hasn't been the greatest for me uh I've, uh, you know a lot of the trials and tribulations and struggles i've gone through I've, I've obviously been quite outspoken about on this podcast as well so apologies if that does get a bit grating at times but you know you have to take this kind of thing for what it is warts and all the good and the bad and the rough and the smooth and that is what we or i particularly am all about um so yeah so speaking of which uh, we're going to go into one of our first major segments today where we are going to talk about the brand new one man metal band which i have uh, sort of um come into contact with recently and uh, never really uh, knew much about it uh, before i kind of just uh, keep you know occasionally seeing it crop up on my facebook feed now and again but this is basically a one-man metal band from swindon called Ripping Dext and they are an incredibly interesting and unique take on extreme metal. So this is a one person alternative death metal band from Swindon uh, including things such as buzzsaw guitars, blast beats, my spicy breakdowns and catchy punk riffs. Now I'll be honest that very first introduction there it didn't really make me at least think at first that it'd be the kind of thing I'd be into because um you know traditionally I'm not very much normally into deathcore or you know metalcore or you know breakdown type of music that's not normally my thing as you can probably tell based on the music I I make I'm obviously more into the likes of everything from Nile to Pink Floyd to you know um you know, just really progressive, weird stuff. And um, funnily enough, despite that, that was actually the main thing which kind of ended up drawing me into this as I listened to the music. So one of the most interesting and unique points about Ripping Dext is not only the fact that they're, uh, you know, a one-person band just like me, um, but in actual fact, they are basically flying the flag for the LGBTQ plus community within metal, which, uh, you know, for those of us who have been listening to metal for long enough know that there are certain pockets of the metal community and the metal f- fandom, which, uh, you know, do, they're not necessarily um, as open about that kind of thing as they should be, let's say. And we all recognize and realize that is a horrendous viewpoint to have, especially in this day and age in 2023, there shouldn't be any discrimination towards anybody for any way shape or form much less who you're born as and you know you know the kind of person and sexuality and gender that you have or gender identity um you know all these sorts of things should be left up to the individual um you know the things you're born with you can't change who you are and you know these sorts of people who bully and victimize um you know members of the lgbtq plus community really need to be called out for their shit. And this seems to be the kind of thing that Ripping Dext are all about. They're all about, uh, you know, flying the flag for personal freedom and, you know, whichever kind of, you know, thing you're into, that's the thing you need to be sticking to and don't take any shit from anybody who has anything to say about it otherwise. You know, of course, I'm a cis, white, straight, 
um, you know, English male, so I don't have a single fucking clue about any of this kind of stuff. In terms of the victimization and bullying, of course, I've been bullied for various things when I was younger, when I was in school, um, but that is absolutely nothing compared to what I imagine most gay, straight, uh, you know, most gay or, uh, you know, bisexual or, tra- you know, transgender people have to deal with. Um, so it's really, really interesting and unique to see a band, uh, especially an extreme metal band, no less, tackle this kind of, you know, subject matter. Um, um, it's really something that I am incredibly proud of them for doing, and it's something that I would love to see happen more and more in the metal scene as we go forward. Um, so music-wise, this is a really, really interesting take on um, sort of death metal. It does have some really interesting kinds of unique features, such as growled vocals and some really, really heavy down-tuned sort of six or seven string guitar riffs, as well as some really, really interesting kind of um almost dance music-esque um breakdowns in there and uh funnily enough it actually certain points particularly in the newest single nihilism through pleasure um i actually you know i detected a, t- a, a kind of a hint of dungeon synth in there as well just in certain points which uh is quite interesting really because that may or may not have something to do with uh what i'm going to be doing in the next couple of months but i uh i digress there <clears throat> So how did this all start then? Well, I first came into contact with this band essentially during the promotion for my uh, my November the 1st birthday album, Reverie of Damnation, which I actually put out on my birthday. Uh, and that was an album that was really, really interesting. For those of you who'd love to find out more about it, I have actually done more or less a full episode on it. I think it was probably episode four or five. Um but yeah, go and check that out, guys. But yes, nevertheless, that was a really, really interesting album. Uh, quite a difficult album for me to put together. Um, but the overall overarching story and concept for that album was, of course, if you if you know if you call back to that time, if you remember, it was basically about a um, a gay uh, Christian priest who was also a knight who basically was victimised and bullied by the church um, and discriminated against through sexuality and actually put through conversion therapy, or at least the medieval you know, version of it at the time, which was no less torture than it is today. And in fact, this sort of thing still goes on today as well, which is an absolutely horrendous fucking atrocity, which uh, you know we should all be doing more to raise awareness and do something about. But... Uh, you know, given that was the overall theme of the album, and given the fact that obviously I am a straight white male who can't really relate to that sort of thing in the same way that people of the LGBTQ plus community unfortunately can, um, you know, it was uh, it was in, it was important for me to kind of not only try and spread the word for other like-minded bands such as myself, but more importantly, you know, to try and include people from that community in with what I was trying to do and of course I'm not trying to make this a big bold statement about myself and you know it's not all all to do with being selfish and promoting myself I really wanted to do something to kind of give back to some of these slightly younger slightly newer projects which have you know faced similar difficulties in in me in terms of getting the band set up and getting people aware of it and obviously learning how to write and record music on your own it's always a big challenge at the best of times as it is and that's just for me so you know for somebody who is facing discrimination day in day out from random people you know within their day-to-day life presumably you know that is something that is going to make it even harder on top so I just wanted to just do a little bit of good really and you know do some good deeds and try and put some feelers out there and try and find people who you know needed some support and promotion and that's kind of what it was all about really so um so yeah so we've chatted about that you may have noticed we actually sort of shared each other's um you know releases over Facebook and there's also the possibility that we may or may not be doing some kind of split EP release at some point down the line. Now, I don't really have much details about that. It's still in the planning stages at this stage. We're kind of just talking about it at the moment. So it may or may not happen, but uh, that's something interesting and exciting to look forward to in the future nonetheless, guys. But anyway, if you'd like to check out any of Ripping Deck's stuff, they've been writing material for, I think, around about uh, maybe one or two years now. In fact, the very first single was called Cranial tension which came out uh in fact i'm not entirely sure when that came out to be honest with you um but that was the first thing i heard and although yes you can sort of tell it is a first crack at the whip um you know it's uh, it's a really really interesting demo and it really sounds good to me to be honest um let's have a quick look at 
some of the other stuff as well. So the first proper release really I would say is called Death and Misery. This is an EP that came out almost, uh, well just over a year ago really. It came out on January the 1st of 2022 and there's some interesting tracks on there cranial tension is actually featured on there as well plus death and misery which is my personal favorite to the title track of the ep and also other songs as well such as throw them to the wolves which is an interesting little two minute song which we uh, uh well i also found out is included if you purchase their t-shirts as well you've actually got merch there as well um Following on from this, we of course have the most recent single, Nihilism Through Pleasure, which I really, really enjoyed. It's four minutes long. It's uh, The production quality actually as well is similar to mine in that you can sort of tell as time goes on, the production and recording quality definitely improves, uh, you know, of course, as the game more experience. Um, and honestly, that's probably my favourite track to date from them. So, you know, the only way is up for them really. It seems like they're going from strength to strength and gaining followers and fans all the time. Um, so if if you'd like to support Shazer Shirin um, and their project Ripping Dext, I'd very much appreciate it if you went over and checked them out. Um, you know, show them some love. You know, there's not enough love in the world. This is the entire point of metal in many respects, really. It's to point out all of the injustices and inequalities in the world and, uh, you know, try and force people to bring about change. And, uh, you know, it's an incredibly noble goal, which I fully support them in as well. So if you want to check out their music, it is at rippingdext.bandcamp.com. Uh, go ahead, show them some love, listen to their music, purchase some of their albums if you'd like to. And uh, hopefully we'll see if that leads to anything more in the future. So there we go, guys. Hopefully that was quite interesting. Um, in a moment, um, we're going to be doing another little segment before we go on to the main course, which, of course, is talking about my brand new album, Evil Spirits, which I am incredibly excited to be telling you about today. Um, it's an absolutely incredible album. Um, as I mentioned, it's a full old school death metal album. Um, there's been a lot of old school death metal coming out over the past couple of years, ever since around about 2014. Um, and then of course, some of these newer bands are also starting to break out a little bit more into the mainstream as well, such as Two Mold and the like, um, Carnation, a few other bands. Um, so it's really nice to see one of my personal favourite genres of metal, death metal, having a bit of a resurgence, much like thrash metal did around about 15 years ago um, as well. So, uh, you know, you know what they say? guys what comes around goes around and uh, you know if you live long enough everything that's currently uncool will eventually come around again and be cool again it's just how fashion and nature and uh, the metal and music industry works but um but yeah there we go um i'm gonna give you ears a slight little break again in a moment uh, so please make sure to join me for the rest of this episode where we're going to be talking about that and so much more besides thanks very much guys So uh, something really interesting also happened to me today as well. And it wasn't just getting drenched to the point where I felt like an actual salmon. It was the fact that randomly today as well, I don't even understand, to be honest, guys, exactly what it is that sort of made this come to mind. But uh, randomly, while I was drinking my coffee and having a bite to eat today, I randomly remembered something from around about seven years ago now. Um, and it was absolutely traumatising and shocking and absolutely mind-blowingly amazing at the same time. In fact, I think it may have cured AIDS and, uh, you know, solved world peace and, um, you know, world hunger at the same time. And that, in fact, was, of course, the shocking realisation and memory that Corey Feldman, the childhood actor of the 1980s fame from everything from, uh, you know, uh, such films as The Goonies and The Burbs and uh, The Lost Boys, um, you know, all those awesome movies for some reason i seem to remember him doing a um sort of a live music performance on the today show in the u.s around about 2016 and i couldn't remember if i'd actually made this up or if it was some kind of weird you know fever dream or nightmare or something but no it did actually happen so i had to double check it on youtube and watch it again for myself and yes he was there in all of his 50 year old glory you know, uh, doing, you know, bargain store, you know, rip-offs of Michael Jackson, you know, <laughs> both songs and uh, dance moves as well. And it was absolutely just, I don't know, 
I mean, I thought to myself, if this guy can do music, then surely I can as well. And no offence to the guy as well. He's clearly been through a lot of shit over his life. He's had some incredibly traumatic stuff happen in his childhood based on what he's said. He's obviously, you know, been through uh, alcoholism and drug addictions. And, you know, a lot of childhood movie stars usually tend to come out worse for wear at the end of it anyway. Um, you know, I mean, just looking at him in the video, you can tell he's had a hard life. Uh, but you have to admire the courage and you have to respect the fact that this guy is willing to go out on a limb at his age and do what he does, um, despite having absolutely no semblance of uh, any form of talent or songwriting skill or vocal ability um, and still managing to go out onto national TV and do that kind of thing. And, and surely, if anything, there's to be to be taken from this, then surely it's the fact that this is inspirational. It, but yeah, I mean, fair enough, it might be for all the wrong reasons, but it's inspirational nonetheless. And speaking of inspiration, it's about high time we did our Metal Archives deep dives for this month as well, guys. Hopefully you've enjoyed the podcast so far. For those of you who are tuning in and haven't really uh, seen us do this in the past, this is essentially the time of the podcast where we go on to the Metal Archives deep dives website, the single biggest and longest running and most expansive uh, database of up-and-coming artists and, of course, big bands as well, all within the metal spectrum. Um, and it basically is a huge, massive database and catalogue of not only all of the different bands out there, but all the lineup changes, reviews, and their entire discographies as well. So it's really, really exciting. In particular, for this segment, what we normally do is we'll click on the random band button on the website, and it will essentially you know, generate a random band for us from anywhere in the world, from any time of... Uh, history and uh, you know we have a little look at them it's it's a fantastic way of exposing ourselves to brand new music and um, bands we may have never come across before again this is what it's all about this podcast has evolved from it simply being all about my own personal backstory and and life story and i'm starting to try and evolve it a little bit more now into including many other bands from all walks of life and try and promote them as much as i possibly can as well and yes we do have the odd episode on my own music from time to time because what would this be without a shameless plug once in a while but um, you know I really find it exciting to discover new music as I'm sure many of you listening to this do as well so um, without further ado how about we head on over to the website and see what it has in store for us Uh, so let's click the button Fantastic website this is, by the way, as well. Um, I know it's a bit shockingly selfish and shameless of me, but I can't actually help, just out of morbid curiosity, just, uh, you know, searching up for my own band on here from time to time as well, as well as some of my contemporaries and some of my friends' music bands as well, and just figuring out what it has to say and, you know, whether people have updated it, you know, whether... Uh, whether what we're doing is noteworthy enough to be included on there, let's say. Um, But anyway, here we go. Let's have a click and a quick look. All right, so this month's band of the Metal Archives Deep Dives is a band which I have personally never heard of before, and it is called Breathalyzer. And this is, um, uh, just as a first glance, I'm assuming this is a band to do with um, alcoholism, you know, so it's probably quite apt that it's, uh, you know, coming just after I talked about Corey Feldman. Um, Presumably, I'm going to assume it's either a party band or maybe like a punk band or a, a party thrash band, pizza thrash, who knows. So, yes, this is an American band based in Ohio. Uh, currently still active and um, it doesn't actually mention when they were formed although having a quick look here at the discography it actually seems as though they very first appeared on a split with faxed head um, all the way back in 1994 so bloody hell this band is still around and they've basically been going almost as long as I've been alive and this is literally the first time I'm, I'm ever hearing of them so hopefully there's some good stuff in store here of course if any of you find any of this remotely interesting please go on our over to any of their social links or onto youtube or spotify you know listen to their stuff listen to their music and their material check them out show them some support um so they are a band which basically covers comedy horror and science fiction themes uh they're actually currently signed to a label called wheelchair full of old men <laughs> i i love that that is probably my single favorite uh record label title i've ever heard um and they're actually a thrash metal band with punk influences yeah that that kind of that registers there 
So yes, breathalyzer. They obviously have some umlauts over the O um, and the E because, of course, you can't get any more metal as fuck than that. Uh, you know, potentially paying tribute to bands such as Queensryche and uh, Motorhead and the rest, Lars Rocket. Um, so they have quite the discography as well, which uh, presumably is uh, you know no surprise considering they've been around since the the, the mid nineties. So after their split in ninety four. Uh, they actually were on a compilation and did another split uh, called Live at the Laundromat with uh, some other bands as well. Uh, their very first full-length album, despite forming and appearing on a split in 1994, their first full-length debut album actually came out in the year 2007, which was called Fallen Corn Messenger of Winter Doom 6, Return of Bobbler's Index. Now, this sounds absolutely incredible. Let's have a quick look at the artwork for this. So it's a very, very grainy black and white uh, cartoon uh, digital graphic image uh, with the band logo and the name of the album on there. Really, really interesting. It seems like there's some skulls and bones and stuff on there with maybe a little uh, you know, stylized psychedelic Grim Reaper acts on there. Uh, there's quite a number of tracks here. None of them have track lengths on um, the Metal Archives. It was actually released on vinyl as well, um, with song titles from everything such as Tattoos of Doom, to Time Travel of Acid, to uh, Swamp of Insanity, Castle of the Sinister Brain, uh, Stabosaurus Rex, Call of Cthulhu, uh, Necronomicon of Flames, and Vacuum of Satanic Space. So yeah, really, really interesting. We then have an EP which came out in 2009 called Metal Dump of Outer Space's Confusion, a.k.a. Hamburglar's Toast. <laughs> Fucking hell, this is great. Uh, their second full-length album came out in the year 2012, which was titled For the Ultimate Pain of Medusa's Love, also known as Evil Grotacon the Sixth. They had a third full-length album in 2018 called Demonic Eyeless Oboe Concerto in the Rue Morgue. Uh, another album in the immediate year following, which was called Emblematic Picasso Banshee of Chaos Destructors. Um, and their fifth full-length album the following year after that, so this is 2020, called Unrelenting War of Obesity by the Hideous Cock Kings of Zerbsum 9. <laughs> so yeah, so it seems like the longer this band's gone on, the more prolific they've gotten. So you know what? Fair play, guys. You're obviously doing something right. I've never ever listened to you in my life, but I think I might have to start based on some of those uh, song titles. So there we go, guys. That was today's uh, and this month's Metal Archives Deep Dives. Go ahead and check out Breathalyzer. They sound like a really, really fun thrash band um you know i always vibe with thrash it's always something that you know speaks to the deep core within me both in terms of musicianship and just in terms of pure pure sure you know good old fashioned violent fun so there we go guys uh so that pretty much wraps up some of the little scatter pieces for this month so i'm not sure how much longer is left on this episode we've still also got to cram in one of our brand new song debuts and premieres playing one of my new tracks for the very first time at the very end of this episode so please make sure you uh, stick around to the end for that we haven't really revealed what it's going to be yet and the reason is because we still haven't gone into the nitty-gritty detailed scoop of the brand new album evil spirits my very first old school death album uh, which is going to be coming out next month which I'm going to be talking about and detailing for you in just a few seconds so here we are then guys we're finally at the point in the podcast where it's time to talk about my brand new album Evil Spirits and I'd very much like to thank all of you for waiting very much patiently for me to get here I'm so so excited to talk about this guys it's been a long time coming and to tell you the truth, this certainly wasn't the easiest album for me to make whatsoever. Uh, obviously, I've been making albums non-stop for the past six years, and I really wanted to try my absolute hardest with this one and make it the best I could possibly make it. Um, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, this was absolutely a labour of love for me. Uh, uh, and, it, you know, it's just one of those things where it's finally so satisfying to have it pay off and finally be out for all of you guys to listen to. Um, now, depending on what day of March this podcast episode falls on when it gets released, the album may or may not be released for you at the moment. Um, but if it isn't, then please hold on and sit tightly. Um, and also, we will be playing a couple of tracks from the album uh, to sort of set the stage for you and let you see for yourselves what it sounds like. 
Now, this is a very personal project for me. I've always been a fan of death metal, especially for the last 15 years or so. Um, you know, some of my uh, most important and most, um, you know, the, the, the death metal bands that are most special to me include bands such as Opeth and Bloodbath, Morbid Angel, Obituary, um, Bolt Thrower, Death, and uh, plenty others besides. And this is my love letter to those kinds of bands. Um, you know, it's a really, really interesting integral style to heavy metal um, ever since uh, it was started by Possessed and uh, some of the earliest albums uh, in the mid 80s. Um, and uh, as I sort of mentioned earlier, there's been a bit of a resurgence of it in the past 10, 15 years as well. So, um, you know, my music personally has always had elements of death metal in there. So I thought it was high time I did it completely justice and I did a 100% pure old school death metal album, which is what uh, you see before you. Uh, the album is called Evil Spirits. It is the, uh, the seventh in a long running line of albums I started all the way back in 2021 with uh, Columns of deformity and it's a really really interesting listen it's just under an hour in length it features 11 tracks including the three-part epic triptych of the ancients um, along with the title track uh, there's some uh, really really interesting variation in the music here as well um, and I'm actually going to be playing two tracks for you on this podcast um, I'm, in a second I'm just going to play the very first sorry no the fifth track on the album uh, which is called the lesser key of Solomon and uh, I'm also going to be playing the title track for you to close off the episode as well. Now, um, the first um, the first of these is really interesting um, because, uh, well, for one thing, it's probably one of my catchiest and also heaviest songs to date, and it's uh, you know it's quite a challenge to pull those two things off in unison. Um, and uh, I'm personally extremely proud and happy with the way it came out Um, of course that's not to say it wasn't without difficulty I mean for me personally this is probably one of the hardest albums I've ever written Um, you know not just in terms of having writer's block um, but just in in terms of trying to adapt my sound and production style to uh, you know emulate and uh, pay homage to the old school of death metal as best as I possibly can given the funds and resources that I actually have or don't have as the case may be um now um there's a special unique charm and magic to old school death metal in terms of the way it was produced and the fact that nobody really encountered this kind of music before you know it was incredibly special and innovative and um you know people still listen to it to this very day for an extremely good reason because it's catchy as all hell it's fun it's brutal it's iconic and it's just uh you know just when you when you like thrash or you like uh you know traditional heavy metal and you need something that bit darker and deeper there's still also a lot of fun death metal is the way to go particularly if you are at all a fan of uh, horror b movies as well <clears throat> now um i suppose one of the major things that made this quite difficult for me is the fact that I really wanted to take my time with the production on this as I say not just to make it sound like an old school death metal album but just in general just to improve the recording quality and um, the audio fidelity somewhat but also give it a really nice early 90s style feel which you can see in several of these tracks such as Beholden the second song on the album or uh, you know from many of the other tracks um, I really wanted to kind of give it a really dark dingy sound that was sort of reminiscent of uh you know maybe say um uh the third morbid angel album covenant or perhaps you know some of the other incredible albums that came out by the likes of benediction and uh you know other bands like that so um yeah some of my favorite tracks on here include something that i did um called decapitation nation that's the third track on the album and that is an incredibly weird detour it's something totally different for us in that i have done not just quite a lot of uh, clean vocals on there but also a lot of vocal effects and some actual singing as well uh including uh, my falsetto being uh, basically showcased for the first time on an infernal symphony record um so that is a six and a half minute long uh track it's incredibly interesting and experimental it's quite daring of me if i do say so myself to put that so early on in the album track list because it's something i'm really really unsure even still about uh you know showing off to the world especially considering that i've been working on this album for around about the last six months or so uh in earnest although some of these songs have been around kicking around in demo form for over a year um 
So, um, so yeah, what else can I say about it, really? Well, um, uh, I'll be playing the Lesser Key of Solomon for you first. Um, that'll whet your appetite, hopefully, for the title track, which will be following up with that shortly. Um, but this song has a bit of an interesting backstory, as I say. It actually features some Latin... Um, that I speak in there, I do some sort of Latin, uh, you know, um, elements to uh, the lyrics in the in the in the hook of the chorus. Um, but the actual title of the song is about and based on uh, the actual uh, grimoire on demonology called the Lesser Key of Solomon. Um, it dates from the mid 17th century. Uh, it basically has loads of different information about different um, demons and some of the mythologies and and histories associated with that. A lot of these were written in the 1600s, and it's really really interesting it was actually one of the books i believe that alistair crowley featured um well, you know during his uh, lifetime and teachings as well so uh, that's enough uh, you know sort of lead up for you guys i'm just going to play that track for you now and then we'll uh, give you a quick little rundown on some more of the album's information uh, and hopefully uh, you enjoy that and then i'll leave you with the title track in a moment but uh, yeah really excited about this guys it is truly a stunning album you really have to check it out for yourselves so give this track a listen this track is called the lesser key of solomon it is track five from the album hopefully you enjoy it if you do it is available to purchase right now at infernalsymphonyuk.bandcamp.com exclusively on bandcamp so without any further ado here we go guys here is the track for you now Yeah, the dark star magic's free 
So there we have it guys, that was The Lesser Key of Solomon, one of my personal favourite tracks from the upcoming new record, which, uh, as I say, is either out right now, or if not, it's going to be coming out very, very shortly, depending on when this podcast airs. But uh, yes, I am incredibly happy with that track, hopefully you guys all listened to that and checked that out and enjoyed it. Um, It's got some really, really cool riffs in there, as I'm sure you just heard. Um, I personally am extremely, extremely proud of the way it turned out. It feels as though I'm finally blossoming into the fully-fledged death metal artist I always wanted to be and when I compare this kind of song to some of my earliest material such as um, you know some of the songs like Enter the Crypt from Unholy Persecution or uh, maybe Howling Headstone from The Poison Chalice you know I've come such a vast amount of way uh, such a long way since those early days and of course five or six years has passed since then I've been constantly writing and recording material since then so you know it's not like I haven't had my fair share of practice but nevertheless you know, it's uh, it does certainly take a lot out of you to put something like this together, particularly when it's all done on your own with no outside help from anybody. Uh, and and uh, yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed that. I think that's probably one of my most professional uh, tracks to date. Um, so let's give you a bit more information about the rest of the album as well. Um, well, it features 11 tracks. Uh, the first track is an introductory track called Evocation, which pretty much leads into the album and it just basically sets the stage i wanted to do something in a similar manner to the intro from many you know a lot of the old old school death metal albums featured cheesy intros like this and i wanted mine to be no exception it was also obviously underlining the, one of the most major themes of the uh, album as well, which of course is injustice, which tends to be quite a commonly running theme throughout most of my albums anyway. Um, following on from this, we have track two, Beholden, which is the lead-off single from the album. The, that'll actually be uh, released as its own separate single uh, shortly as well. Uh, really, really good track, just you know, pure basic meat and potatoes death metal. I'm really, really proud of my vocals this time around for this album as well. For those of you who have been paying attention, I've uh, first started to do growled vocals and vocals in general for Infernal Symphony, uh, starting with Columns of Deformity uh, a couple of years ago, and every single album I've done since then, I've really tried my hardest to make my vocals as good as they can be, and I feel like I've finally achieved the, the you know the ceiling and the bar that I wanted to set for myself. I feel like I've finally achieved that with this album. You know, it might have taken me a couple of years. But I think I'm finally there. Uh, Track three was the aforementioned Decapitation Nation. Track four is Power Through Intimidation, which was inspired by something personal that happened to me about uh, 12 months ago, where, um, you know, you're in a situation where you get into a conflict and a verbal battle with somebody and you feel like they're trying to trample you underfoot um, and, uh, you know, they hold something over you. Uh, Beholden is, uh, you know, tackling a very similar kind of uh, circumstance as well. But this really puts into to, uh, into perspective the uh, the dread that you feel and the powerlessness you have when faced with such an adversary that you can't really do much about. 
Uh, we've had track five, The Lesser Key of Solomon, which you listened to recently. Track six is Nefarious Delirious, which is another little detour in a similar vein to Decapitation Nation to break the album up a little bit. And this features mostly a almost an industrial style uh, drum beat with a really, really nice thumping, groovy rhythm, uh, featuring some incredibly warbly effect rhythm vocals of mine and some interesting riffs and bass uh, uh, as well and uh, phenomenal drumming as well. Next up is Cardinal Sin, which is a slightly slower and slightly less brazen and brutal affair, which has still got some really, really nice, you know, down-tuned guitar uh, notes in there. But uh, I thought this was a really nice way to uh, sort of lead on into what, of course, is the uh, centerpiece of the album, the three-part, three separate tracks, um, which make up a track called Triptych of the Ancients. So this is uh, part one, which is indentured servitude. Um, obviously, Infernal Symphony is no stranger to progressive music. And, uh, you know, this album follows that tradition really, really well. Um, you know, indentured servitude is something that is named in the Bible as uh, basically a stand in for what we would actually in modern terms recognize as chattel slavery. There's a whole debate about this because, of course, if the Bible um, says that slavery is OK, then, um, you know, that it surely would demonstrate that God isn't all moral or all good. So this is a really, really important subject, which has been debated for thousands of years, which I kind of wanted to tackle, you know, in the form of a death metal song. So that's kind of what that's about. Uh, track nine is Godly Fire, where we follow up and uh, the, the triptych is actually a really old a medieval word for like a trilogy of paintings which are created one after the other to form. Uh, you see it sometimes in gift shops and stuff these days where it's like a, a one big image split into three separate chunks and displayed together. And that's exactly what these songs form as well. Godly Fire is, of course, talking about, uh, you know, the uh, the consequences of this question you know, of course, if God does evil things, then surely God should be sentenced to the same fiery hell that he condemns all of us to. And of course, uh, this uh, question is answered with a resounding yes, with the penultimate track on the album, Pain Demonium, which pretty much speaks for itself. And it's an incredibly crushing track that I'm sure you're going to love. And finally, we finish off the album with the title track and 11th track on the album, which, funnily enough, clocks in at the true number of the beast with its runtime, 6 minutes and 16 seconds of pure, unadul uh, unadulterated brutalness. Um, and it's an absolutely fantastic way to round off the album. And I think once you hear this track uh, and compare it to The Lesser Key of Solomon, you'll certainly see that all of these tracks are incredibly consistent, both in terms of quality and vocal ability and delivery, and of course, uh, with the production as well. And this is why this is such a fantastically maddening headache of an album for me to get sorted, because this is truly head and shoulders above anything else I've done in the past. And, uh, you know, I'm just going to let the music speak for itself shortly guys so hopefully you enjoy the album hopefully check it out head to infernalsymphonyuk.bandcamp.com to listen to the full album and purchase it if you so desire i would incredibly appreciate it if you do so uh just a quick note before we head on uh, about the artwork i actually took the photo from the artwork myself personally um no that's not a font at the bottom Talking about uh, the title Evil Spirits, it's actually a photograph of a grave that I took at uh, um, a actual medieval garden, which is um, just outside of Stafford Castle. Um, so, you know, true authenticity and rawness at its finest. This whole entire album was written and recorded and mixed and mastered all on the mobile phone I'm using to record this very podcast with. So if you enjoyed this, guys, you want to check out more, please support me on my Bandcamp page. For now, uh, this seems like we're pretty much running towards the end of this episode again, so I'd just like to give a quick thank you to all of you for listening and tuning in once again. We will be back next month talking about probably the most exciting development for Infernal Symphony since this album, so, you know, the only way is onwards and upwards from here, guys. It's going to get bigger and better from here for us for the rest of this year and beyond. So make sure you check out in with us again next month to keep abreast of all the new stuff that develops. Until then, I'm going to leave you with the title track from the brand new album, Evil Spirits. Thanks for tuning in, guys. You've been amazing. I've been Demonic Bishop. This has been the Infernal Symphony Pestilence podcast. And uh, that's all there is to it, guys. Tune in next month. Here is Evil Spirits, the title track of the new album. Thanks very much for checking it out. <laughs>
Bloody body parts will be displayed.